This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Thank you for following along with us. So many ways in which you can do that, Mitchell. It is at Your Tech Report on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to email us, it's contact at yourtechreport.com. Now, Mitchell, people know if yes. they've been following the show that... You and I were both uh, under the weather, you know, various ailments. <laughs> it's which, been well documented. Yeah, yeah. well documented, which which uh, <laughs> which caused our trip to CES to get cut short. By cut short, we didn't even make it there. But uh, it's okay because we have the opportunity to spend even more time with people on the phone thereafter, right? It, yeah, and it, it, I, I don't want to say it makes us seem self-important that CES comes to us, but allows us really to <laughs> do different kind of coverage when we're able to talk to all these different great people. And Mark, if there's one company that I missed being able to see live and watch their keynote and see the full array of products, that company would have to be Samsung. Would you agree? I, I would not disagree at all, especially when you talk about you know the array of different keynotes that happen at CES. Um, when when Samsung puts one on, you definitely want to be there because it is, uh, it is quite a showpiece. And on the line with us right now is National Training Manager for Samsung, uh, Jeff Ingram. Welcome to your tech report. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. It's uh, my pleasure. I'm curious, Jeff, because I've never actually been to one of these events, unfortunately. Uh, the the showiness that we see when we watch these things online, what does that feel like in person? I know you're a little bit biased, but that's okay. We can accept your biased point of view, but is it as, as big as it feels when you're there? It is. It's, a, it is, it's truly a spectacle, and I've been doing this for uh, over 12 years now, so I've been to quite a few CES, and it doesn't cease to amaze me about the show they put on and the innovation that you see, whether it's you know something that's coming out this year or something that's going to be released in the future. You really get a good pulse as to really what's happening in the technology industry, and it's it's awesome seeing these amazing technologies and things that, you know, very soon will be in your house and very soon devices and various other things that you're going to be able to use in your everyday life. So yes, it, it is quite a, a unique experience, not only with the, the being in Las Vegas, but the amount of people there and the type of coverage it gets. You know, what I, what I normally like to do when we actually end an interview is put you on the spot and ask you a question like, um, you know, you kind of like, well, who's your favorite child? I want to ask what your favorite <laughs> announcement was from CES. But I want to I lead off with that because I want you to kind of dive into some of the products that were there. But do you have a favorite? Is there one particular thing that you, and not necessarily yours, because I know you deal with a lot of media walkthroughs and stuff like that. Was there one particular thing, in, especially in the connected home space, that you found was just, you know, an eyebrow raiser or was, you know, more? more focal than anything else? Uh, you know what, for me, I, again, I, I, I am a little bit biased working for a company that is very innovative. And the two things that really jumped out at me were the micro-LED displays, which basically are modular cubes that you create your own size of television. So we're talking about going from, you know, not the 75 inches, but all the way to over 200 inches of television. So that's just uh, jaw-dropping and incredible. But the second one, which really relates to something that I enjoy, is these lifestyle product TVs that we're coming out with. And we can talk a little bit about it later, but uh, TVs that aren't your typical home theater television. These are televisions that, you know, can blend into the room's decor. They are, you know, used with mobile devices. And some 
a, a television that is a unique piece of furniture that can really blend into really any room decor. Because let's face it, we have more than one TV in our house, you know. So to be able to have a television that really suits that room. Uh, but for me, you know, out of that lifestyle product, the frame is probably my favorite. I currently own one, and I absolutely love it. So those are probably my two highlights from CES. I have a friend of mine who has the frame in his office, and every time I walk by it, I forget that it's a television because he's got different <laughs> artwork on it, and it's, be- it's beautifully framed. And I'm like, I must get one of those. And Because my wife is constantly complaining about one thing. She wants a fireplace in our living room. And I said, well, we're not putting a fireplace there. We just can't physically do it. I said, but we can get a TV and put a fireplace on it and a little heater underneath. And she's actually warmed up to the fact because she saw the frame. And she's like, wait a second. So I can put this up and it could be a beautiful piece of art. It could be our own photos or it could be a fireplace. And she actually is warming up to the idea, no pun intended. You know what? That, that's the exact scenario I had in my house. You know, my wife doesn't like to have a TV in the bedroom. And I said, you know what? Let me just show you the product. And we brought it in. And guess who's sitting in bed watching Netflix every night? <laughs> You're See, you created, a, you created a believer. <laughs> no. You know you know what, Jeff? It seems like the takeaway for me when I, when I was watching the presentation, um, it it really is a different MO. Samsung's taking a really different approach, and I think a really smart approach, where for years, I think users have decided, well, I have to adapt to technology. And Samsung's message, at least my takeaway, Jeff, from watching this, tell me if I'm correct or if I'm on sort of the right path. Technology should adapt to the user. Technology should enhance a user's life. We shouldn't have to adapt to it. And I think that was the big takeaway. And I look at Samsung's product line. You're talking about the cube and the frame. And really, technology is finally, thanks to you guys, starting to adapt to us. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, it's about, you know, with all the innovation that Samsung brings, it's about enabling those experience and interactions to make life more convenient, to make it enjoyable. And, you know, we know that people are constantly finding new ways to integrate, you know, our technology into everything they do, whether it's, you know, getting on a school bus, you know, watching their favorite movies or being able to monitor their health or just having technology blend into the background, not at the forefront. Jeff, um, out, out of those TVs, one that kind of um, caught my attention. I mean, the, Q, the the QLED and the 8K, obviously, absolutely sexy with like almost zero bezel. I mean, I cannot wait for that to be, you know, within my price range. I mean, and when I say that, you know, less than my salary is for the year. Um, but we'll, we'll get to we, it. It always does get to that point, right? We eventually get to that point. Um, but I noticed the Cero, which was one of these TVs that was able to kind of flip to a landscape and a portrait was at first when you see something like that, you look at it and go, okay, that's interesting, but what's the use case? And then you start watching the videos and see people talk about it, and you realize that this really hit the nail on the head because we consume our media on, on mobile devices, on phones that are that are most of the time portraits. So it, it makes sense that when content is, is created like that, that we have a way to consume that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where we have multi-screen devices from tablets to mobile phones to televisions, computer monitors, and we are consuming content 
in non-traditional ways. You know, it used to be just watching our favorite television programs. But, you know, people are looking at social media, you know, that mobile-centric user where they love being able to create videos on TikTok, uh, an application where you can sh- pop up short videos. Uh, Instagram stories, you know, Instagram is one of the biggest apps. So when you go in there and you look at those stories, everything is shot in a portrait format. So the way we're consuming more and more content, it is shot in a portrait mode. So it just makes sense that if you're on your mobile device a lot and you want to take this to the television, that we have a technology that you can view this content in a portrait mode setting. And the great thing is, you know, when you want to watch regular television or a movie, or let's say that video happens to be in a landscape mode format, all you have to do is simply either rotate your Samsung mobile device or press a button on a remote control, and the motorized uh, screen will actually rotate either in a portrait or a landscape format, making it very easy, very convenient to really experience your content on the full screen, not having black bars on the top and bottom or the left and the right side. So it is something that I see a lot more people being able to enjoy, especially if you're the type of person that loves to consume content online and through applications. You know, watch out. That's just another example of like we were just talking about of technology adapting to us, where if users are used to consuming media in a certain way, if we are sort of adopting to the smartphone lifestyle, why shouldn't our home do the same thing? So it's only smart that TVs do that. But I, I want to take this in, into not another direction, but sort of continue in the adapting to us direction. And that's when it comes to the smart home in general, because for a long time, people were sort of curious, okay, how do I do this? And piecemealing together their smart home, what do I need to do? And the fact is, again, when I was watching the keynote and I was watching the smart home adaptation that were the, the sort of direction that Samsung is taking with the smart home it was more reactive it wasn't waiting for the user to initiate it was reacting to our normal workflow or to our normal home lifestyle and that's something we haven't kind of seen before yeah, and a lot of the new innovation that's coming to uh, our consumers, you know, everything from, like you just said, being able to buy some smart lighting at the hardware store or being able to see new technologies like 5G and AI or artificial intelligence to be able to control everything. And I think a lot of people today are using voice assistants like Google, Alexa, Bixby with Samsung. So we're trying to find a way to really integrate this entire ecosystem to make it kind of easy to use, uh, easy as part of your everyday life. So whether it's telling the TV to turn off your lights because you want to watch a movie or being able to see what the weather is like tomorrow because you might be going on a golf game or your doctor's appointment that's going to show up on your refrigerator with our family hub. All this technology, all this, you know, this smart devices need to work together seamlessly and and that's really what samsung sees is not you know just samsung devices but being able to work with other devices outside of our samsung ecosystem to make it convenient because we know consumers are buying a wide range of smart products and the ability to control all those devices with any smart device from samsung whether it's your tablet your phone or even able to control it right from your television screen or tell the tv to do something um that's what we're about that's the innovation of samsung and now we're also seeing various innovations going to the future you know like um bought chef in the kitchen where we have robotic arms being able to get that second pair of hands to help you cook in the in the kitchen or uh, something like bali where it's an assistant that's always monitoring what's going on the home so 
yeah, Samsung is a big player within that space, but we've got to make it seamless so it doesn't feel like technology is running it. It's just part of your everyday life. No, that's a great example. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up Bali because I was. I was again. I was watching Bali in action for our listeners. Bali is Samsung. They were showing a new robotic ball, basically with cameras and sensors built in that follows you around. And, and at first, I thought, oh, it's cute. It's like having a virtual ball kind of pet. But then, as I watched the workflow, the demonstration of okay, how what can Bali actually do in your life? And they gave an example, of course, of when you're not at home, the ball. You know, Bali can monitor if you have a pet and give you like videos of your pet. And then something happens in the house. Something gets knocked over. Bali activates the robotic vacuum then comes and cleans <laughs> something up and and then so it really started to click that it was more than just something cute and something like a bragging but oh look we have a ball that, but there was a workflow to it that could actually enhance your life when you weren't home get things done be efficient so it's nice to see those sort of things happening without the user having to initiate that was really kind of cool demo yeah, and it, that whole health, you know, even with the health aspect of maybe we have, uh, you know, seniors in the home or people that are alone, being able to have a device that kind of follows them around and making sure that, you know, they're safe and they're taking their medication and monitoring them, being able to, let's say, you know, you have a Samsung um, gear device on your wrist, being able to maintain and watch the heart rate. And, you know, it, it's more than just kind of, getting other devices to work and clean up. It's a, it's a way of monitoring health. And uh, even with some of our applications in our TV for 2020, we're going to have a multitude of applications where you're always being able to monitor, not just yourself, but the entire family on uh, whether it's exercising, heart rate, you know, even steps during the day. So, you know, health is a big part of um, being able to get the most out of technology today as well. You know, you talked about, uh, you know, monitoring health and, and monitoring, you know, people taking their pills and stuff. And I, I, I kind of laughed because I can just picture Bali in my mother-in-law's apartment just following her around and her just getting so pissed <laughs> off. But, I mean, but, 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 then, but then you realize, you know, take the, the funny element of it. And it actually, actually my, my wife is constantly worried. She's, did she do this? Is she out of the bath? Did she fall? I haven't heard from her in four minutes. You know, should I call her? You know, with something like this, you know, it is a way to check in and do it. And I think that there's absolutely a use case. And the coolest part is, is that the use cases you just talked about and the things that were demonstrated are really just a starting point because a lot of these products are created to help people, I guess, to create the spark in their mind and really find ways they can use these in different ways and hopefully share those so that people will be able to to learn, which is which is really cool. Jeff, can you walk us through, um, because, you know, I don't want to keep you for another half hour, but can you walk us through some of the, I do. Other, <laughs> uh, yeah, some of the other highlights from CES, some of the other products that we didn't touch upon yet that uh, that we probably should mention? Yeah, our biggest highlights for sure were being able to introduce, uh, you know, our latest edition of Family Hub. This is a, a screen that's actually on your refrigerator door. So the latest generation, it just enhances the experience of being able to see your daily calendar, being able to monitor the food that goes into your fridge so that you're not wasting food by um, the expiry date. It's always keeping track of that information. Um, we had an Odyssey gaming monitor, which was absolutely incredible. It's It's got a 1,000 radius, which means it, it's got this massive curve on it. So the entire monitor takes up all the areas of your peripheral vision to create the ultimate gaming experience. Uh, we talked a little bit about those lifestyle TVs, the Cero, the Frame, the Serif. Uh, we also introduced you know, our 8K. We were, exp were expanding our 8K lineup. So 8K becomes more accessible to more people. And you know that with technology, pricing does start to come down. So we're being able to offer more 
uh, more attractive price points for the newest and latest technologies. Um, you know, it's it's a with Samsung. There's so much to show at CES. So you know, yeah. The next time, maybe it needs to be a 30 minute conversation. But <laughs> uh, those were probably the biggest highlights that we had. And like I said, for me, the lifestyle was uh, probably the most eye opening and being able to see. TV technology being incorporated into unconventional spaces or having product that really blends in and complements the decor of the room. So uh, that was the most exciting for me, for sure. Well, this is what's fun about having a radio show is that we can invite people back on and they can talk about, we can we can focus in and talk about different categories and different products and hopefully we can get some review units to be able to try out ourselves. I like and that And be able very to talk much, about our own yeah. experiences. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, again, I think we just scratched the surface and I'd love to have you on in a couple months to talk about more of these products especially as obviously things you know take time to be released etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah no absolutely i thank you for having me on and i really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to talking again soon that is jeff ingram from samsung canada national training manager thank you so much for being here uh let's take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk video games with a special guest this week mitchell there's more your tech report after this Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy is something, something you do. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.